Good morning. Who is that? Is that Don? I uh, know it's Brian Derrick. Oh, Brian, how are you? I thought oh, I thought Don Morrison was on a trip. Brian, thank you for jumping on. Sure, sure. Were you able to get access to uh, the material? Yes, I did. I got the last two yesterday, so I had a chance to look at it. Yeah. Hold on, please, one second. Hello. Yep. I did. You just have to keep trying. I get bounced off one timeline. Right. Thank you. Okay. Well, that was Lynn. She said she couldn't get in, but I, I got in without any trouble today. Yeah, I didn't have any trouble as well. I had, had trouble the first time I dialed in. I didn't get through, but then when I got through, the rest of the uh, process worked. All right, let's wait a minute or two and see who else can get through. Yeah, it's just eight now. Hi, Larry. Good morning. This is Aruna. Aruna, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Were you able to get access to the material? Um, no, I was. I just used the talk show ID to dial in. How do I get access to the okay. material? Uh, so you should have been given uh, permission to get access to the material on Gust, so that you could um, uh, get read read the material and have some background. But uh, that's all right. We'll go through the process. You may have some knowledge of these technologies anyway. I should be hi, looking for Ned. an email. I'm sorry, who was that? Ned. Oh, hi, Ned. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Good. Go ahead if somebody else is talking, sorry. <laughs> no, it's problem. It's I good. Was we me, gotta... I had a question. All right. Should I be looking for an email from Gust? No, um, I should have worked with you to uh, um, get you on. So we'll we'll work together the next time. You've got to you've got to sign up for get into Gus. But uh, our administrator said that they gave access to everyone, even if they weren't Blue Tree members. So um, I apologize. I should have uh, worked with you to get you through the process, Aruna. Oh, hi. I'm, I'm so, on, Larry. Good morning. Okay, Lynn is on. I haven't heard uh, uh, Gary. Uh, Gary Kaplan, are you on? All right. He said he was going to try. So right now I've heard Brian, Lynn, uh, Ned, uh, and Aruna. Who am I missing? Nahal. And Nahal said and she Don. was attentive. Don, I know, is on a trip, so we'll we'll go. Um, 
we'll start now since it's a little after eight. All right, let's start start with uh, Vascor. Um, and I wanted to start with Vascor because that's a Pittsburgh company, and we could do the lead. Um, it is a um, cardiac assist device, and um, there are two of the founders are very well known in Pittsburgh, uh, Dr. Heilman and uh, John Friel, who ran uh, MedRad for a while. So um, there's some political not pressure, but uh, knowledge that there are local luminaries that are backing this particular uh, device. So they had approached us, um, I'm going to say about a little less than a year ago, maybe more than six months ago. I worked with them on their deck, but they were having problems making their pump device work or the motor work in, in the way that they needed it to work. Apparently they've worked through those problems and they've updated their submission. So um, let's uh, walk through it uh, that way. So that's what I know about VASCOR plus the information that is here. The process that we typically go through is I'll ask everybody for comments. Um, uh, we'll go through all of the uh, companies and then we'll vote yes or no to recommend that they be uh, nominated to go forward to formal <coughs> screening. The executive team then decides whether they want them in formal screening or not versus uh, opportunities that come in from the other uh, sectors. And then uh, if they pass that, they'll eventually go to the uh, member meeting for a vote with the people who are going to put money in. All right, so let's start with uh, Vascar. Vascar, Brian, any comments? Um, you know, I, I don't know the leadership of them, but obviously just reading their background was impressive and that gave me some, you know, confidence that you know, they obviously have the talent to carry forward a, a good strategy. Um, uh, you know, from a clinical perspective, I, I, I can't comment on the efficacy of, you know, their their strategy, but it, I mean, the way they laid it out made sense to me, just being in the industry. You know, the financials, um, you know, I mean, you know they're they're not obviously at break even by the end of the projection period. So you know I'm just not sure what their what their exit strategy is and how long it takes. Um, they obviously have have had experience converting. You know other other um, opportunities into um, you know uh, an exit position. So overall, I was impressed with what I saw, uh, other than just the financials don't seem to turn around by the end of the five-year period. Fair enough. Uh, okay, uh, Lynn? Um, <clears throat> well, to be very honest, Larry, I don't think no matter what we say that this company is not going to be invited to screening. Um, <laughs> Heil, uh, uh, I, I kind of know Heilman's family. I don't know Steve. But um, this, this one slide, which I haven't been able to pull up, that the difference between theirs and what's out there now really is kind of ingenious, I think. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I, if this thing works, uh, it would kind of revolutionize things. I mean, just to keep these people alive, I mean, it's one complication after another. Um, 
the only thing I would be concerned about a little bit is Heilman is 85. And, you know, they've got the technique down, so if he keels over, <clears throat> um, you know, they've got most of it taken care of. But that would be one of my questions. Um, what happens if Heilman falls over? Friel is not the ingenious one. Heilman is. Um, I'd like to see some human trials um, just because I just think this thing is potentially wonderful but also very dangerous if it doesn't work. The other thing that the previous uh, commenter said, there's no profit till 22. Um, what was the other thing? Um, I have no problem at all having them come. Um, and if it works, it's fabulous. I don't have any really problem with the money. Um, you know, it, it's, it, you know, you can't count on history, but uh, Heilman is uh, incredible. And I have to give him a lot of respect for that. Very good. Ned? <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, yeah, so I know all these guys for a long time, right? Because I've been, I actually did some implantable defibrillator work for Steve in the 1970s. And oh, well, so, wait, wait, you're not that old. You're not that old, Dad. Come on. Oh, yeah, I know I am. I turned 65 <laughs> this summer, so. <laughs> you're um, still a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, and I, I enjoy it. And so, actually, that that relates because Steve is still a kid. It's, it's um, somewhat the same drive in genetics. <laughs> um, so, because it, so it's really interesting. If they've gotten, so you said they've solved the technical problems. He's been working on this since, I don't know, the 80s. And um, if they really do have the technical stuff down, um, then I think Lynn is right. It'll make a big difference. And so it, it should actually you know, be amazing because it, it's just it's a different way. The balloon, intraortic balloon pumps have sort of proven that it works, but they're not neat and clean. And so this is a different strategy to do that. So I would get them to come and talk, and I'd you know I'd love to come and hear that, or maybe I'll just stop and see Steve or, and and you know the other person they you know you ask about creative um, the key person or one of the key people they have there that's mechanical is this fellow Dave Riley, and he had been you know at Medrad and and Bayer and stuff. He's one of our top mechanical designers, or probably our top mechanical guy, and he he left. He took a package a while ago when they were doing stuff and, and has been helping Steve for a while, so maybe they have gotten it fixed. Um, so I'm real optimistic, too. I thought it was nice that they were here and, and seemed to have overcome the, the challenges they've had for a long time. So thanks. Let me, Ned, let me ask yeah, you go ahead. about, about um, uh, the engineer. Um, if they, with their, uh, more of their studies, if they run into a problem, do you think he can solve it? Um, He's a mechanical engineer, so he's not a whole clinical thing. So yeah, he can solve the, he can solve the function stuff. Yeah, no, he's not a fluid dynamics CFD. I assume they have people there. Although it's kind, of, I looked at their patent, um, and it's John Shear. There's actually four or five good people from you know former Medred people there. So they've assembled a pretty good okay. team, which is nice. Um, okay. I do think I do think that the challenge is that Steve is the the vision and the drive and the persistence, oh, yeah. and so yeah. you always have you know that as a as a challenge. Um, so that that you're right. That's probably the biggest risk. Um, but I, I don't see why he doesn't have a, a number of more years left enough to sort of get this done. And in some ways, it's almost like this is his last kid or project Hurrah. or something. 
So yes, I think, yeah, I'm last hurrah. Yes, it is. So yeah, I think, you know, other than other than getting hit by a bus, he'll do everything he can to, to you know, see this through. Oh, I know. I don't think he's lost his drive, but 85 got my attention. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Well, my, my thesis um, advisor didn't retire to, from CMU until he was 95, so that's my goal, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Larry's working on it as we speak, right, Larry? Uh, 85 is a little bit further out there, but I'm planning on hitting it, that's for sure. Yeah, and if you like what you're doing, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, I think it was just fascinating yeah. what we learned. Yeah. Okay, so um, my uh, questions for them would be, um, uh, is your patent portfolio uh, strong and uh, Ned, you're always excellent in reviewing the patents. I don't know if their patent landscape is broad or is uh, specific, uh, but I'm assuming these folks who have been through startups before uh, understand the patent process very well. I believe both of them have contacts where they could raise uh, angel money um, and probably have VC connections. So. I feel like, and they're mature and experienced teams, so I, I think that they're um, a, a startup with more maturity than most that we see. So if I remember, they were asking for, what, uh, two, two million, they're raising two million? Yeah, they want million two million. Five on a five million, um, five million pre, was that them or am I confusing them with somebody else? I, don't, I didn't see the five million pre. It's a convertible note, series series A. Oh, this is note. still a convertible. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading the wrong confused. thing. Sorry. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I'm reading the wrong paper. Where is it? It's disappeared. Okay. I can, I'll keep my mouth shut. I'm reading the wrong paper. No, no. No, no, you're right. So it says seeking 2 oh, million, yeah. okay. series A, convertible note, 4% interest, 10% discount. To me, series A is always a price round, so I was confused about that. But... Um, they're raising two million. Okay. You know, I don't see which, a reason not which to. Which doesn't it. scare me. Sorry, Lynn. Excuse me, Larry. You were speaking, but uh, there's no reason not to have them in. Really. Well, we have and to have the vote. So, okay. All oh, right. I know we we'll have to have um, the vote, but Larry, this isn't a democracy. You know that. <laughs> uh, I know, but I, my vote counts <laughs> twice sometimes. Okay, so let's let's go to uh, med compliance. Um, it wasn't clear to me where they were, but I didn't think they were local, so we would certainly have to have a local lead. I thought they were Columbus or something, wasn't it? Well, I, think I know this company. Well, uh, Sorry? I know Gary. I know Gary, the CEO. Oh, that's and right. He was at Three Rivers Venture Fair, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, he's a very nice okay. guy, you know, very competent. Yep. Um, yep. You talked to him, didn't you? Gary Roth? Yeah, so he, he could be in our catchment area, but typically when you're out of Columbus or Cincinnati, Catherine typically looks for OTAF or Cincinnati Angels or one of the groups over there to be the lead. I, but I think it's, it's possible. He, I think he's got a local lead. Uh, but I didn't write it down. Um, okay. He, um, well, he's based in Columbus. This is out of Ohio State, 
But on the materials that were on Gus, there was something about New York, which I didn't understand. But he comes from um, the whole the there in Columbus, so I don't know um, yep. what the deal is. But I fair think, enough. I thought he had a local lead, but I would have to ask. Well, we can find out if if we want to go further with them. So it looks like they have uh, a way that you can take a picture of a wound, uh, measure it accurately, and then they have a, a, what they call a wound healing dashboard, which then compares that to uh, what I assume is a standardization for wound care and is able to make some uh, recommendations uh, to the um, providers. We have a company in town, Jason Baines involved. I think it's uh, is it NetHealth now or Tele TeleHealth? I always get confused. He's gone between the two. So if we we want to get to someone who is actually in this space for uh, to check them out, I think we've got some contacts there that um, we really can uh, do some deep dive and some comparisons. But um, all right, now we normally go uh, uh, backwards on our list. Ned, comments. Um, sure. I thought it was an interesting thing. Um, they have a figure, and I don't remember which page it is, but it shows features by top five providers, and it has a bunch of checklists and lists them. And I'm not sure how much ahead they are, other than the fact that it's just an app and there's no hardware. Um, the other thing that's interesting is they have a number of those checks where they say patented, but the other people are doing it too, so I'm not sure what they've really patented. I didn't, you know, look at their patents at all. So, it, so part of me wonders what they're doing that's, um, you know, will set them apart. I guess other than maybe because it's, it just uses your phone and no and no other hardware. Um, a couple things I had is that one is this kind of stuff is this, you know, data source for AI, and I don't know if they have any imagination to keep the, you know, to collect all the data and, and somehow track it and use that to then help educate their algorithms. Um, so that's one option. The other, I mean, you know, sorry, I end up inventing an for all these guys is, is really their problem, if I look across that chart, depth, sort of how deep is the, the wound in is the one thing they say they have to do manually and the others do automatically. And I think they probably need to overcome that if that ends up being a, an important parameter. And I think they actually can. There's lots of 3D processes where you take a camera from a you know, picture from multiple views and the computer automatically assembles it. So, so I think there's, there's real promise here. Um, I'm not sure how they're that much better and um, what they're getting from their, their patent, if you know what I mean. So I'd, I'd like to hear them talk and ask them those questions. Thanks. Okay. All right, Lynn. Um, <clears throat> no, I agree with everything that Ned said. Um, I think you know, they, have, they have one patent already on the WoundWise IQ, and they have two other, uh, Burn IQ and Shutter Health, that's, that's telemedicine. Both of those are in development, and there's um, a patent pending on the Burn IQ. Uh, what I like about it is they've already started. They have 13 sites where it's in use. Um, they focus in on the market segments they want. Um, I think this is a big boon to rural health and also in underdeveloped countries, particularly the rural health in America is in big trouble. And they need um, to get um, 
some kind of health care in, into the, into the sections. The competitors, they just commented, I can only find one, and they, they use a very expensive camera. Um, and apparently um, Gary's thing is easier to use and faster. Um, what else? It's cheaper, more flexible than the big camera. User saving significantly. Customer service they love. They're going to have profit by 2018, which is good. Um, and I think the team is pretty good. Um, I uh, would like to hear them. <clears throat> I know they're early. Um, that's all I really have to say. I, I think Gary's pretty sharp. Uh, Brian? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't have any different comments than everybody else. Just two things to add. One is, um, you know, they go through a calculation of savings from the physician and the nurse. Um, it looks to me like per application or, to, you know, per per incident of, of, of customer. And I didn't find those numbers compelling from a, you know, from somebody that spent career in healthcare. I mean, they're, they're reasonable, but I don't think they're enough to get somebody's attention. So I think it would be more the clinical benefit would be the hook. And again, I can't necessarily comment on that. The, the only other thing I would say is I would, if I, when I look at the financials, I mean, the financials, if they hit them are compelling, you know, there isn't a lot of cost if they could generate that much revenue. I just wasn't sure exactly how they charge. So it looks like by the time they get to 22, they're charging $10,000 per sale. And I didn't know what a sale was, if that's a provider, in other words, a hospital system or a, or a physician's office. Um, I mean, if it's $10,000 per physician's office, I think that's high. If it's 10000 per hospital, and that penetration rate seemed high to me if it was per. So that's the only thing is just understanding more how the financials work and what they're, you know, what are they really charging for? They char Is it a monthly app fee and... I would just want to understand a little bit more about that to make sure those financials are achievable. Yeah, this is Ned. Let me pick up on that. I, yeah, I, I, had no, I had noticed that and then forgot to, to mention it. But um, I agree that the, the savings, looking at savings a little bit of time here and there is not really the key. It's, is it going to make a difference on the treatment? <clears throat> um, but I think also, like I said, the AI valuable data and stuff, they really ought to be charging a subscription, um, uh, you know, five bucks a patient or something or five bucks a scan that's analyzed and, and goes back or something tiny like that because then they'll really penetrate quickly. Thanks. Yeah, so uh, let me quickly jump back to Vascar for a second. When I look at their financials, it looks like they're going to have to raise uh, an additional 10 to 15 million dollars to uh, uh, get them through uh, FDA. So um, that's a long tail, uh, certainly for uh, Blue Tree. But um, in comparison, it doesn't look like uh, Med Compliance will need to raise uh, nearly that much. I'm trying to find out what their ask is for, if I can find it here in the documents. Oh, I think it's a million asking. and a half, Larry. Yeah, a million and a half. They want a million and a half. Right. And I agree, Larry, that, you know, um, they wouldn't need more as long as they hit the numbers. I guess I would just want to understand what those numbers really, um, and that, you know, that could happen, obviously, during the presentation. 
I mean, what, they have to get to roughly 2,200 customer sales in in 2022 right. to hit their numbers. What what what's a customer sale? You know, and and because right. again, I think if that's a health system, ten thousand dollars to spread that application isn't a lot. If it's if it's something other than that, that may be too much. And then if you reduce it to a different structure, can you still generate twenty two million in revenue? Yep. So it says they've raised eight hundred and twenty five thousand dollars to date. So um that's that's good. Okay, I was worried about their gross margin percent too. Um, okay. Let's go next to embolic acceleration. And we'll go in reverse order again. Brian? Any comments? Couple. Um, you know, it does seem like it's a well-positioned strategy in terms of the market. I think there is opportunity in that market. Um, I, I, I can't comment on, you know, whether clinically it would work and it does what they say. You know, the one thing that did stick, stick out of me on the financials is, you know, their expense doesn't seem to change. So if you look at their financials over the projection period, um, you know, they, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to get to it now, they, um, you know, revenue grows, but cost doesn't really go up that much. So I guess, um, I'm not sure what that's about. You know, that didn't, that just jumped out <clears> at me. It's not seem realistic. Because it did seem, unlike the other one, where it's maybe you developed the technology and um, they really don't have ongoing costs, this, this strategy seemed different to me. So, um, okay. Lynn? Oh, well, if this thing works, I think it um, will be really a boon. Um, you know, once again, Larry, I wish they'd show a video. The other thing I like about this, this is if this really works, um, the DOD will love this. Um, <clears throat> I, um, you know, I have a full patent. Um, I didn't realize that there was such a problem with the migration of the stent. Um, and I want to look into that for my just my own um, interest. But the the idea of having everything in one in one package, um, you know, adds to their uniqueness. But you know, I'm not an invasive radiologist. Uh, maybe Rob and Prasad could comment on this. But um, I think it's a strong team. They've done animal and clinical studies. The leadership team is experienced. I um, you know I'd like to learn more. Um, I didn't spend any really any time on the money. Uh, the Series B asking one and a half million. I don't think that's unreasonable. Uh, you know, kind of seems a little low. I, I don't know. Did they tell tell us what their valuation was? Oh wait a minute. These are the guys that um, their valuation skyrocket. Yeah, they they do. So they've got a Series B at six million, I think. Uh, and then they yeah, want to go up to seventy million valuation down the road. You know, I right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because they're from Florida. <laughs> <Conference>. <laughs> no, I, I, I think this is you know really interesting. Um, and if it works, um, good for them. 
uh, they've gotten a lot of money, and um, other people are confident, but, um, uh, you know, I don't have any problem with them. Okay. Ned? Um, so this is one I couldn't get to Gus the first day, so I just was searching the net and came across they were once part of an organization called New, N-E-U-V-T, um, that then that was in, funded by an Irish PLC, um, Malin, M-A-L-I-N PLC. And they spun off because New VT sort of went out of business. It was ischemic stroke. And so this Malin owns 70% of them just as um, background. And so I'd, I'd really like to understand you know, what their history is and how long they've been working on. That's, you know, Lynn mentioned that they've got the animal stuff and that's great. And so it could be that they're just, you know, you might say a little bit at the mercy of the funding and, and that's too bad. Um, and if so, that's great. Or if they've been sort of struggling or don't really have a good team, then that may be part of the problem too. So that's, it's, I think the technology seems reasonable. I don't really know how big a need is, but, you know, the, the DOD for wound stuff, that's actually a good, you know, a good thought. And and that sort of thing, but it just to me it's sort of it's you know Vascor has been a long time, but that's because they're trying to solve a, a hard problem in a unique way. Um, and I but I happen to know that, whereas these guys I don't know the background, and so it's interesting how long they've been working on this and why it's been so tough and that sort of thing would be interesting to hear. Thanks. L- Larry, do we know how they came to us for review? How did they hear about Pittsburgh? Uh, Normally, there's a referral column in Gus somewhere, but I must admit I didn't see it or pay attention to it. Okay, because that may, that person may have some more information for us that might answer some of the questions that have come up in the discussion. Yeah, right. And it looks like the uh, human trial work was done in Ireland. Is that correct? Did I read that right? I know there. I think so. So it's clinical trial experience, European human U.S. trial, 50 patients. I didn't know if that was here or there. I assume it was there. Uh, so, so it's European data. To me, it's they could be the data could be collected better than what we do here, or not as good as what we do here. It's always somebody's always going to question it until they understand the the trial design and how the data was collected. Okay, um, and again, VASCOR was U.S. I'm not sure where EMBA was. Does anybody remember where they were headquartered? Uh, Miramar, Florida. Near Florida, okay. So we would certainly need a local lead. All right, so now what we typically do is we go back through all four and we vote yes to recommend. I don't think we did Nanacon. Nanacon? Yeah, we didn't do Nanacon. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's do uh, Nanacon. Where did I put Nanacon on my own list? I didn't. All right, let's do uh, Nanacon. All right, so we... Who did we end with Brian? So now we have to uh, with uh, Ned. So now we have to start with Brian. Comments on Nanacon? Um, you know, it's an interesting idea. Um, you know, orthopedics is getting a lot of attention in terms of you know uh, just the change in in the way things are done. And so I, you know, I think there's good and there's bad in that. Um, 
you know, I just, I don't know how effective this thing would be. Um, you know, the financials, it's a long way. I mean, they need something like another 12 to $15 million, it looks like, to get to. I mean, their exit strategy appears to be selling out to one of the big orthopedic, you know, implant manufacturers, but it's another 12 to 15 to get there. So, you know, that was concerning to me. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, Lynn? Well, if this works, again, it would be very nice. Um, the thing that bothers me is um, they did have done goats and rats, and uh, slide eight discusses the science, but that's it. You know, I, I'm not totally I – I want more information that it actually works. Um, that kind of annoyed me. Um, and it took me a while to figure out that after they took care of all the young people, they were going to take care of the old folks because that's a much, <laughs> much bigger market. And um, this thing better last. That's another question. You know, you put this in a 40-year-old guy, uh, how many times is he going to have, this, have to have this redone? Um, you know, they're, they're early. I think they're too early. Um, I don't like the fact that um, we don't know nothing about the material that's been used. We don't know what they what really happened in the goats and the rats. Um, so I, I think the science is very interesting. I mean, if uh, they recruit stem cells to the site, that would be great. Um, not only does the cartilage reheal, it creates a scaffold and um, the you know, generate generation of tissue, but they don't have anything on there that shows that they, this is actually true. Um, the, but of interest that the clinical trials will start in the fourth quarter of 2019, which I really like. And he also says that the exit may be in 2020. This is all fine, but they haven't, you know, I would, I would really like to see maybe two slides or three slides about the goats and the rats, and also they haven't done a, done a long-term study to see um, if this works, because that's part of the significant value of this uh, um, system. Um, and then if it won't be any better than what's available now. So I do have some concerns. I think they're early. But once again, okay. if it works, it would be great. Ned? Um, yeah, no, Lynn actually brings up a, a lot of good points, so I agree with that. Um, it's, it's really interesting between – Vascor was the first one I looked at, and then I looked at this one, and I said, boy, I could have used this one 20 years ago, too, because I, you know, toured New Harledge. <laughs> well, and, you know, it was, it's actually really nice because Tom Whitmer connected me to Freddie Fu, and, and so it, he, he cut out the bad stuff, and I've never had any trouble since. But, you know, when I was talking to him, he said, well, you know, if you were – younger and really a pro football player or something, we would stitch it up and, and you'd be off it for six months and it would sort of heal. It doesn't really heal as part of the problem. So I've been aware of this problem for, like I said, 25 years now watching it. And in RSNA, they talked about this microfractures. Oh, that can, can actually grow new cartilage. But then as I looked at it more, it doesn't actually grow the right kind of cartilage. It grows what these guys showed, which is a, a not, as, not as good cartilage and not as thick. Um, so the key is they, they actually have a really good idea. I think that, that um, Lynn, you have the right thing, which is they really, 
if, if the idea is that good, then they ought to be able to show in the goats um, sides and cross-sections of what's grown, and they should have that data. And that's the data that would convince you to, that there's something really real here, that if, if, if this has been replaced by real cartilage and you know you can show that in an animal model then you know then you're all ready to move forward so i i think it actually is a great idea it's where you know i would have gone in some ways and it makes sense of, of as i said i've been you know peripherally come bumping up against this one for a number of years um and so you know my other knee is suffering a little bit so if, if they can get it to work in 10 years maybe i'll use it <laughs> so i'd love to <laughs> I'd love to have them present. I'd love to have them present, and I think specifically Lynn's questions on the show us what the cartilage, how it made a difference, and what it looked like after six months or a year um, is, yeah, the, is they the key have, piece. They have an adequate uh, slide aid is great, but the inf they need the information is inadequate the way they present it. And I want to yes. see what those goats are doing six months down the road. Yes, and right. All right, so my, my take on this was um, it was an easier process, right? It was basically a percutaneous process to um, uh, do the microfracture and then the implantation of this device. But I got the impression that this device itself was going to give some measure of relief um, because of the structure of the, the, the implant piece. And um, I, I didn't capture, and maybe because I read it too fast, that they were actually going to grow the uh, the cartilage back. But if they can do both things, that's fine. So maybe I I'm misinterpreting that. But I thought part of the value proposition was a quicker process, uh, immediate relief, and if they chose the right material, then it, it would have some long-lasting effect. But I guess I was uh, reading into it too much. No, they do say that there's tissue regeneration. <clears throat> but the other thing well, is, you don't, they don't say one word about the material. What is the material? No, I mean, and yeah, um, it's a secret. The, the traditional things, they did a, a, I think they did an interesting job on there is reimbursement here and because of, of uh, the way they do it, it would be much cheaper. Um, yeah, so the typical thing is uh, patents. What sort of patents do they have? The reimbursement, I think they, they've studied, and I think they're okay there. Um, and quite honestly, if they did have data that showed that it would work, I think they could have an early exit. I think that there would be a, a fair amount of interest from the, the large players in this in this space. I don't even think that they would have to go to the FDA, I think they'd be able to cut some sort of deal if they wanted to, to get out early. And where are these folks located? These are, they're they're Washington, in Washington, D.C. Yeah. They're in D.C. So, okay. so let me try something on the reimbursement. That, their stuff bothered me because they're sort of saying, well, look, we can use all these different codes and so on and so on. And that's just, I mean, it's, you know, it's a... I don't know what you, the system is broke, but the system does try and correct itself. And if you find some way to, to get a lot of money for something that's relatively cheap to do, the system will fix itself. Um, and it, so it will reduce the reimbursement. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, I don't think that's a bad strategy, but I just, it's not, that doesn't determine the valuation. I think you're right. They're more likely to sell to Stryker or whoever, you know, does something similar. Um, but I think Lynn's right. Either, 
I didn't look up a patent on them, but either they have a patent that says here's what the material is or or it's some proprietary material. But then if it's a proprietary material, they ought to be saying that and be proud of it sort of thing, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, I, I don't have any notes. I can't find anything about a patent. They must have one. I don't, I don't see it in my notes. Yep. Okay. All right, so uh, typically what we do now is go back and vote yes to recommend, no to not recommend, abstain if you have a financial or personal interest, i.e. you're going to use it in 10 years, you might consider abstaining, maybe not. <laughs> no, 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 that use, use, if, use, if, is, not, use is a good thing. <laughs> it's only if you have already right. had money in <laughs> I see. And then more information, if we think there really is a um, a particular question that if was answered uh, correctly, we might uh, change our, our vote or our mind. But I have to warn you, if you're the author of that question, I typically make you, I typically introduce you to their CEO and have you explore that question and then report back to the group. So Larry, let me okay. ask you, uh, wait, Larry, let me ask you a process question first. This is the first time yep. There hasn't been a clear sort of no in my mind. <laughs> and so do we have a limited yep. number of yeses, or can we just say yes to all of them? We can recommend all of them, and then what happens okay. on Monday typically is no, I understand. Um, we'll get questions like, which ones have the shorter tail? Which ones have the longer tail? Which ones have the local leads? Do they have they raised some money now? Is the local lead somebody that uh, – yeah, Catherine no, that's or the I team get, no, I get is, that. is I familiar just, with. So. Right. I was just wanting we, to know we could love all of these. Okay. Yeah, we can love all of these. I typically don't say that this one was number one, this one was number two, number three, or number four, but I could if, if the team wanted me to. We could certainly um, uh, rack and stack our uh, recommendations. No, I wasn't going there. I just wanted to know before we get done and say, oh, no, yep. we have sure. to vote again. <laughs> Thanks. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, Larry. So, uh, Larry, it's, it's Brian. Sorry? Um, just one last thing. It would be helpful if, like, at the next meeting, we would know if we vote all four of these yes or we vote two yes and two no, what yep. ends up happening ultimately. Just some of that feedback would sure. be helpful for me. Oh, that's a good idea. Yep. Yep. Thank Happy you. to do that. Yeah. I would uh, say uh, that um, – go ahead, Lynn. Larry. Can you talk to Don Morris about Don Morrison about Nanochon? He may be able to answer some of the questions since apparently his company came through him. Ah, okay. Yep. So we we get direct input onto Gust because <clears throat> people know that uh, Blue Tree does do life science deals. Uh, we got referrals through uh, members and. Um, and certainly the, the network that uh, Catherine has and um, the amount of syndication that we've done over the years, the East Coast and West Coast angel groups that are also interested in life science deals know that we'll do syndication deals. So um, I would say that uh, half of the life science opportunities we see are uh, syndication opportunities brought to us by uh, other angels that uh, Catherine knows and half our, uh, uh, maybe a quarter are direct sort of blind leads on to uh, Gus and maybe a quarter are uh, local uh, companies who know Blue Tree just because we're in the community. That's rough. Don't 
asked me to produce empirical evidence, but that's no sort problem. of off the top of my head. Uh, Larry, I wanted to ask you a question. <clears throat> uh, I ran into another company in the in the skin space um, at um, the venture fair, and they they're the ones with the full thickness skin graft that you can spray on. What yep. happened? You know, I, I don't understand, you know, no, Blue Tree's not going to invest in two skin companies. But the one that's coming down the road, and it'll probably be submitted to Gus in the coming days, uh, if they invite um, the Ohio group, um, Med Compliance IQ, is that going to um, influence the decision about the second company that comes through to the Monday meeting? Um, we haven't had many cases where we've, there's been technologies that have been competitive. But clearly, if we're in one uh, and have made the investment, yeah, that does uh, uh, color the, uh, uh, the executive team saying, well, we're already in this one. This would be a competitor. There would be a conflict of interest. It hasn't happened frequently. I can only remember one or two times over my long, long, long six, seven, eight years with Blue Tree. So Okay, because these guys um, spray the skin on. You don't have to measure the wound. You just spray it on. Yep. They can spray this yep. stuff in the, yep. on the battlefield. But spray yep. on is so, and there may be two, pretty complementary. Yeah, let's say two different customer groups could be complementary. Uh, um, yeah, so it may actually say, yeah, we should invest in both. If we believe, if we believe in the market and the team, and the potential growth and the early exit, we could invest in both. I'm not saying we won't. I'm just saying historically we haven't faced that very often. Okay. I just was concerned about it because I <clears throat> have some interest in both companies, but um, the company that hasn't submitted to Gus yet I think is more powerful. Okay. Well, good. Tell them to get their – application in. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, no, abstain, or more information. Embolic acceleration. This is the catheter uh, that prevents stent migration uh, out of Florida. Uh, Brian, yes, no, abstain, more information. Yes. Okay. Lynn? Yes. <clears throat> Ned? Um, I'm really on the fence just because I'm, I don't know sort of all their financial stuff. But so I'd say yes, and I'd want to hear. It's not a follow-up question. It's just that would be the, the emphasis <laughs> of the presentation. It's a follow-up question. <laughs> no, no, because I don't okay. need to hear it for my, case, for my interest. It's just that would be the key question I'd have when they presented. Thanks. Okay. Uh, med compliance. This is the uh, wound healing software. Uh, Ned, yes, no, abstain, more information. I would say yes. Okay. Lynn? Yes. Brian? Yes. And I would just, and again, it's not for me, but when they present, I think they really need to explain the financials more, in more detail and how they're getting to those numbers. Okay. All right. Uh, Vascor. Uh, Brian, yes, no, abstain, more information. Yes. 
Lynn? Yes. Ned? Yes. <clears throat> okay. You need to announce your votes, Larry. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, I I typically vote last if there's a tiebreaker. I don't oh, want I my see. two Otherwise cents to, to be. Uh, no, I oh. don't want to be the a a vote that might sway folks. No, no, I'm fine trying to last. be. I just wanted to make sure that you're getting a vote. Uh, but that's fine. It's, what, yeah. it's your process. Go for it. Yeah. No, I, what would I would I vote for one? Um, so. Embolic acceleration, um, I think it's interesting. I think it's uh, a smaller opportunity. Med compliance, I think there's too much competition already in that field. Um, so before I would, I would do a more information and I would send this information over to uh, Jason Baim, who's already in this space, and say, is there something here that's unique or Jason's head of their business development. He's looking at all the companies in this sort of telehealth, uh, uh, chronic care management um, space, and I would I would look to him really to see if there's something unique. Uh, so I would vote more information on that one. Uh, what am I missing? Okay, Vascor. I would say. Yes, I think it's a, a long tail, um, which the Blue Tree guys are getting a little bit allergic to, but certainly here you've got uh, successful entrepreneurs or business people with access to money with a, uh, a potentially disruptive uh, process that I think if there's any um, trial data, <coughs> preclinical, early clinical, I think that they'd be able to sell this business, and I think the uh, the executives of this team would be willing to sell this business, so I would vote yes for Vascor. Okay. You know, uh, Larry, um, Vascor is probably has probably one of the strongest teams I've seen since I've been doing this. Right. Yeah, you're just complaining about 85-year-olds. Jeez. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure that. You know. So if he was if he was a key guy, you'd put key man insurance on it. But I, I I think Ned's right. I think there's a team there. The design is in place. They've got engineers. So well, also, it would certainly his, be a loss loss to the community. His His mentality. He's not going to go out a loser. Right. And I think this yeah. has tremendous potential for good. Yeah. Um. Okay, Nanochan. Um, Brian. No. Okay. Lynn. Oh. Um, <clears throat> can I tell you next week? Uh, actually, no. <laughs> I, want for, I want to see the science that these guys have. So I would vote for That sounds like a more information, Lynn. Yeah, but I'd rather t let me let me. Uh, we need to find out if Don knows anything. He probably right. doesn't know about the science because he always denies he knows. No, and I'm going to say more more information, and I'm going to have you you talk to Don. Yeah, I'll talk to Don. <laughs> when is he coming back? Okay. Um, I assume shortly. I you know, think the convention is only a few days. Oh, uh, I'm Ned? not touring the world. 
Okay. Well, no. yeah, maybe maybe I should abstain because I wanted to vote yes because I want it done in 10 years for, <laughs> for my need. Well, I can, um, change, I can change my vote for the right price, you know. <laughs> no, I have I have no stake no. in the price because I mean, you know, my general view is, is good technologies really do win. It's just, you know, whether it's us or somebody else, if it's right. good, it'll it'll work fine. So I'm not worried. Um, so, it, but it was it was the weakest of the four. So, so I can I can I still want to I still want to four categories. No, I'll say I'll still say yes, and and the other two are no, and okay. that's fine. All right. All right. Uh, what would I vote? I'm embarrassed to say I would really want to talk to the guy about more information about some of the questions that you asked, try to get a hold of any of the of the uh, data that they have, and then share it with this team. So I see one yes, one no, and uh, two more informations. Lynn, you're going to talk to Don, and I'll call the uh, folks up and see if I can get uh, their um, uh, preclinical data here and uh, yes, get it please. back that, to you that, folks, that, if that makes sense. That would be great. Thank you. All right. Okay. Um, thank you very much, team. I'll make this uh, recommendation that uh, Nanotron, we're still investigating. Vascor, we recommend. Med Compliance, we recommend. And Embolics Acceleration, we also uh, recommend uh, to the executive team. And then I will let you know what the executive team has decided based on uh, which ones they, they feel fit into our mission, the, the portfolio makeup, et cetera, et cetera. I, I owe you that uh, feedback. Okay. Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you very much. And one more, one more yep. thing, Larry. I want to publicly thank you for getting us access without a fight. It was well, a pleasure. Uh, we're, we're working pleasure. on it. Uh, Rachel. Uh, Rachel has everybody's email address and name, so I need to work with Aruna and make sure that she knows how to get in and get that process. But I want to thank all of you for uh, taking time to go over this material and giving us your feedback. It's extremely helpful uh, to Blue Tree. And believe me, we, we do more work than all the rest. And they're always worried that we have too many life science opportunities <laughs> in our portfolio. But uh, that's our job as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Thank you, Larry. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. Take care, guys. All the best. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye now. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye.